0: Here at Mountain Dew, we'd like to remind you, you got to know what's important and what's not important. Knowing how to tie a tie, not important. Keeping a diary, not important. Trying all the different bold flavors of Mountain Dew, important. Experience the boldest flavors on earth.
1: Do the Dew. At Mountain Dew, we'd like to recognize the number zero for making Mountain Dew zero sugar possible. You have no reason not to try it, as in zero. Get it? Crack open an ice-cold Mountain Dew zero sugar. It's zero sugar, all Dew
0: want to sit and sip in style this summer bubbly is giving you the chance to do just that with a brand new patio furniture set that's something to smile about visit bubblybackyard.com to enter today that's b-u-b-l-y backyard.com see website for official rules and details
2: back to the X-Zone, everyone. Uh, my name's Rob McConnell, and you're listening to us live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network. Our toll-free number is one 877 528 That's toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. My email address is xzone at talkstarradio.com. On MSN Messenger, you can chat with us here in our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, by using the MSN address, talkstarradio at hotmail.com. At our website, www.xzoneradio.com. Joining me now is Terry James. He is the editor of RaptureReady.com. He's also the author of the Nephilim Imperatives. He is a prophecy expert and lecturer. Uh, he is also the general editor of RaptureReady.com, the number one prophecy website on the Internet. Founded in 1989, the website receives more than 8 million visitors each month and has more than 4,000 active members. Now, one of the main uh, site's main features is the Rapture Index, a constantly updating gauge that measures end-time issues and events in the news. Any event that has biblically prophetic relevance is assigned a ranking. The combined rankings serve as an end-time speedometer, signaling the speed at which the world is moving towards Armageddon. And Terry, are we heading towards Armageddon?
3: Well, yes. Uh, eventually, the, the Bible says that anyway, and I, I come from a biblical worldview, so in my view, yes, uh, we're headed toward Armageddon. Are
2: we in the biblical end times?
3: Well, I think we are, according to the signals that uh, I believe that God's Word uh, tells us, uh, as far as Old Testament, New Testament prophets uh, are concerned. I think uh, certainly uh, uh, Israel being back in the land is a nation, again, speaking uh, a single language.
2: You're going to have to speak up, sir. We're having a problem hearing you over here.
3: Oh, well, I okay, I'll go. try. There is that better?
2: Go. Much better. Thank you.
3: Uh, yeah, I was saying that um, Israel being back in the land, I think, is the number one signal that shows where we are on God's prophetic timeline. and I do mm-hmm. think that that uh, signals according to God's word that, uh, that uh, we're in prophetic times.
2: Can the end times be stopped?
3: Well, uh, no. I mean, I think that uh, things are in motion, and and, uh, I don't know when that's going to be. I mean, it could be a a day, a year, a hundred years. But uh, uh, if if we believe in God's word, which I do, and and that's the worldview I come from, I I think that uh, it's going to play out just as God uh, prophesied through his uh, prophets. No, the answer is no. I don't think it can be stopped.
2: All right, Terry, what is the number one issue on Rapture uh, your your website?
3: The number one issue—that's a—that's a good question. I think it's probably the very issue of Israel, because that's what we get the most uh, mm-hmm. commentary on. That's what most people are concerned with, and that's probably because uh, we, as prophecy teachers, uh, teach that Israel being back in the land is the number one signal, and, and uh, the fact that there's a peace process which is at the center of uh, Bible prophecy as uh, being uh, significant for the last days mm-hmm. uh, is, is really uh, something that uh, our people uh, who come to Rapture Ready look for, I think, is uh, the nation Israel being back in the land, and, and uh, of course this peace process uh, is, uh, is very important. To, uh, to the Tribulation era, that last seven years, we believe, of uh, history that uh, I guess the Catholic Church calls the Apocalypse.
2: Terry James, please stand by. We have to take a two-minute commercial break. Terry's website is www.raptureready.com, and the name of his book is Nephilim Imperatives, Dark Sentences. Kerry and I will be back after this commercial break in two minutes as the exome continues live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, exclusively around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network. Don't go away. I
0: told you, homeboy, you can't touch this. Yeah, that's how we living and you know you can't touch this.
2: or Skype at elizabeth.joyce and for more information you can always visit Elizabeth Joyce online at www.new-visions.com James is our special guest. And, Terry, what do uh, UFOs have to do with Bible prophecy?
3: Well, that's one of the signals, I believe. Jesus said that, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the uh, Son of Man, in Luke 17, chapter 17, verse 26, 27. And uh, we look back to what was going on in Noah's day, uh, Noah's day in the uh, pre-antediluvian or the antediluvian time before the flood, pre-flood day. One of the things in Genesis chapter six was that the angels of God, the fallen angels, the one third that left in the rebellion with Lucifer, uh, looked down and saw the daughters of men, uh, flesh and blood men, that they were fair, mm-hmm. and it said that they came to Earth and took to wife everyone that they chose. From those unions came the offspring, the Nephilim, of the uh, giants of old, and from that, uh, I believe, many of the legends. Uh, and lore of old were were, uh, were born the uh, Greek and Norse mythology and the Roman mythology and so forth. So uh, Jesus said it would be that way again. There'd be another visitation of these creatures. And uh, so I, I have a view, in, and I wrote it in a fictional form, uh, but based upon a Bible view that uh, the sightings and things we see are not extraterrestrial, but they're interdimensional. It is their uh, demonic activity uh, um, uh, to, to deceive and to delude mankind uh, for several reasons. One of the reasons being that, <clears throat> that uh, they do not act in a physical way. All we know is a, a physical universe. We, we don't know of uh, any other physics than, than, than what science has shown us. And uh, these things act uh, so much differently than physics as we know them that, uh, uh, for instance, uh, human astronauts could not go at right angles and things at the speed they go without completely um, crushing them. And uh, so uh, based upon that, the UFOs being able to appear, disappear, to take off from a standstill to a sudden... uh, just a phenomenally fast rate, and then uh, I think that smacks more of a supernatural than a, a natural or physical thing. So I kind of work that into the fictional account too, and uh, doing it for, doing it from a um, a Bible perspective again.
2: Now, if if you're doing everything on a fictional basis, are you saying that the Bible is fiction?
3: Other than that, I didn't say that at all. Didn't imply it. No, not at all. I just think sometimes it's good to, uh, It's good, to, you know, I wanted to write fiction mm-hmm. and, uh, in this particular case, but I think it's uh, something that's in the Bible that's truth, because I think all, all Bible is truth. And uh, I decided to make a story that, uh, okay. that would get a, a truth across.
2: Now, prior to writing your book, uh, had you had any experience uh, with UFOs? Have you ever seen a UFO?
3: No, I haven't. I'm blind uh, to begin with. Okay. But before I I lost my eyesight, I I certainly never saw one, no.
2: All right, so um, do you think that there is a conspiracy the government or someone is covering up the truth about UFOs?
3: Well, I think there's uh, there's some cover up because so many so many things have not been explained, and rather than coming forth with these with any explanation that uh, makes a lot of sense, they they choose to keep it covert, uh, black ops type things. So I think that uh, they feed the the uh, desire to know, maybe the UFO hysteria or whatever. So uh, I think there's some a certain amount of covering up, and whether it's uh, for defense purposes or what, I don't know, but but that certainly feeds conspiratorial thoughts.
2: Now, do you believe that these beings, whatever or whomever they are, are about to invade the planet Earth?
3: I believe they're here, and they've always been here, since uh, the Garden of Eden when Lucifer came and uh, then became Satan, tempted man, man fell in the garden, and uh, I think they're demonic uh, Beings that have always been here and will be here until Christ returns, and uh, then they are no longer here.
2: Why is it that whenever something wants to uh, give us information, give us knowledge, it's classified as demonic? Well, I don't
3: know. Am I supposed to answer that? I don't know. I mean, well, you know, what's like, question. <laughs>
2: you no, know, I'm just. I don't know. Humans want to learn.
3: Is, that, is that always the case?
2: I, I, I haven't noticed that. Well, you you've you know I'm I'm just taking this from your conversation where you know that the uh, the uh, the knowledge that was tried to be given to us in the Garden of Eden was classified as demonic or evil, and I'm just wondering why everyone. And I'm asking you, since you wrote a book on on the subject, why knowledge given to man or mankind. Is considered evil.
3: Well, I, I didn't know that that was a case. I never, I never thought that. Okay. I think God, uh, God is the provider of knowledge, and I don't, I don't think that's, uh, that's evil. So
2: if it doesn't, if it doesn't come from God, then it's evil.
3: Well, yeah, I would say there's two forces in the world. There's God and there's, uh, there's the devil, and there's good and there's evil. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in that case, yes.
2: Now. Um... Obviously, a lot of people say that they are seeing UFOs. So why do you think the government doesn't want to tell us about these UFOs if, in fact, they're really here?
3: There again, I don't know. I think uh, maybe maybe to prevent panic, I don't know. Uh, uh, That's a good question because uh, it seems like they would want to come forth and and explain things if they could, if there was an explanation to be given. Certainly, there must be some... uh, legitimate sightings because they're doing uh, programs, uh, documentary programs. They've had news programs. For goodness sakes, Peter Jennings, before he died, did a major uh, documentary on them. So there's obviously something there. It's not all aberration. So. Um,
2: but if there's really something there, how come more people don't see them? And why are the sightings decreasing in numbers these days?
3: Well, I don't think they're decreasing. I think you're wrong there. I think they are hmm. increasing. Uh, they're just... Uh, uh, they may not make the mainstream news every day, but... Uh, Is that because
2: mainstream news and media takes it more seriously than the fringe in the Internet uh, uh, people do? Because on the Internet, you can say anything and people will believe you, whereas if it goes into the mainstream media, it's verified, it's checked. And a lot of the stories that are are promoted through the Internet really have no business on mainstream news because no. it's all a bunch
3: of bunk. Okay, well, okay. well that's your opinion. You don't agree? Well, I don't agree or disagree. You made a statement, and you stick by it. I just, I'm just uh, telling you that I believe in, in that UFOs do exist, but that they're, they're interdimensional, not extraterrestrial.
2: But can I can I ask you this then, sir? Sure. How do you how can how do you know they exist if you've never seen one?
3: Because I have faith. I believe what the Bible says, and I think that the Bible tells us that these things will again. Uh, come to planet Earth and will will again uh, infect, affect mankind. And I think it's it plainly demonic activity based upon fallen angels and, mm-hmm. and their interaction with mankind. Jesus said it would happen again. I, I, it's it's a based upon faith. I believe God's word. And, uh, well, since all all these right. Things are, well, let me finish. Since these things are manifesting themselves uh, in, in sightings and so forth, well, I think that that's what they are. That's my opinion.
2: All right, then, let me let me ask you this. Are we alone in the universe? Did God just create man, or did he create other people in other planets, in other I, I solar know. systems?
3: I don't know. I, am I supposed to answer that?
2: Why not? You wrote the book. I didn't.
3: Well, I know, but I, I, how, how is a, a, human be- a finite human being supposed to answer something like that? I don't know. I, I, there's no... There's no uh, uh, a record of it, so I don't know.
2: Then who is coming to visit us? The demons. Who created the demons?
3: Uh, Satan did in his fall in the garden. Who fall created in, Who created? Fall from heaven.
2: All right, who created Satan?
3: Um, God. He created, well, he, created, um, he created the angels. In the okay. Bible, it's called the mystery of iniquity. It's another finite question that the, inf- um, the infinite questions the finite mind cannot answer.
2: Now, if we could answer that, then we would have the same knowledge of God, and if we had the same knowledge of God, then we would be a threat to the very existence of God because we would no longer fear and we would understand, and therefore God would have no, no, uh, no, no valid existence in our, in our world.
3: Is that right? Well, I'm okay. I see if that's your opinion, I, I, I won't argue with with that. I just, uh, I, I don't know uh, where you're going with it. But.
2: Um, you, you don't know where I'm going with it.
3: Uh uh-uh. uh No. Okay. What, tell me. Tell me more about it.
2: Tell you more about it. All right. The way that I see it is, is that God said, "Let us create man in our image." He used the plural. He didn't use the singular. A lot of people say that's because it is the the Holy Trinity, that is the we. What happens if God is not a single person, but a civilization that visited this planet thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago? Greek mythology is
0: much older. Here at Mountain Dew, we'd like to remind you, you gotta know what's important and what's not important. Knowing how to tie a tie. Not important. Keeping a diary, not important. Trying all the different bold flavors of mountain Dew? Important. Experience the boldest flavors on earth.
1: Do the dew. At Mountain Dew, we'd like to recognize the number zero for making mountain Dew zero sugar possible. You have no reason not to try it. As in zero. Get it? Crack open an ice-cold mountain dew zero sugar. It's zero sugar. All do. Make your garden twice as big this summer and get twice the harvest. Right now, get two Bonnie Plants 2.32-quart vegetable and herb plants for only $10. They're ready-to-grow starter plants, make growing vegetables and herbs at home easier than ever before. Make your garden twice as big this summer and enjoy homegrown fresh vegetables and herbs with Bonnie Plants, two for just $10. Feels like 4th of July savings at The Home Depot.
2: How doers get more done. Selection varies by store, in-store only, not available offshore or Alaska. Better than Christianity, it's the... You know, it it parallels Christianity. In fact, uh, Christianity took a lot of its its um, its events from Greek mythology. We call we call Greek mythology a myth, and yet we call Christianity a religion. I think that uh, this is a little turned around sometimes. I believe that God created men in His own image because of DNA work. No, you see, if I was to write the Bible, I would have Noah first, because Noah, in my humble opinion, was not the captain of an ark. He was the captain of a spaceship, and then all the animals two by two was DNA. Let's talk more when we come back from this commercial break. One eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five is toll free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. Give me a call, Exonation. Ask our very special guest. Questions. Uh, the name of his book is The Nephilim Imperatives Dark Sentences. His name is Terry James. His website is www.raptureready.com. 1 is toll free. And I'll be back on the other side of this news break with uh, some fine words from our sponsors. As we continue live and around the world, we're right here on the Talk Star Radio Network. My, 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 my music.
1: I know you've heard me talk about Margie Garrison, the arthritis lady, but have I told you about the time she was thrown out of an arthritis convention for telling the truth that most arthritis sufferers attending that convention didn't need the expensive and maybe dangerous drugs and treatments they were being sold? Man alive, did they hustle her out of there pronto. This might not work for absolutely everybody, but if you get Mrs. Garrison's program and give it a try for a year and it doesn't end up ending most of your pain, ask for your money back. Look it up for yourself online at healthstarproducts.com. That's H E A L T H, healthstarproducts.com. See what the doctors are saying about Mrs. Garrison's program and if this works for you or a member of your family.
0: It's the
2: most wonderful time. Have you heard about the holiday gift Premier Psychics is giving to all their first time callers? In addition to 10 minutes for the low price of $25, Premier Psychics is offering a holiday greeting special that allows any first time caller to receive a full 10 minutes for free after their initial 10 minute call. So call Premier Psychics now, sign up for 10 minutes for only $25, and then you will see 10 free minutes added to your account at the end of your first call to them. Call Premier Psychics today. 1-866-803-6593 1-866-803-6593 or visit Premier Psychics online at www.premierpsychics.com A very Merry Christmas and the best of the New Year to one and all from Premier Psychics where the extra E in Premier stands for excellence. Once again, that toll-free number is one 803 6593 or visit Premier Psychics online at www.premierpsychics.com If you enjoy reading a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love From Out of the Woodwork by William S. Peckham. Sean Kennedy, a Toronto contractor, buys derelict houses, guts them, and turns them into multi-family dwellings. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, a century house in ruins, and starts the renovation, the house fights back. He is visited by ghosts of owners past. His visions are triggered by touching an oak mantle, reading a faded letter, opening an old locket, or opening a brand new casket in the basement. These visions will take you on a trip across southern Ontario from Niagara Falls to Toronto to Kingston. From Out of the Woodwork is now available in paperback and on your favorite electronic reader. To order your copy of From Out of the Woodwork, go to www.williamspeckham.com. That's www.williamspeckham.com.
0: I just got back from Roswell, where the aliens have been. And if you ask the feds, the cause, well, they'll only lie again. Now I'm hunted by the gumshoes, and I'm wanted by the cops, cause they think that I might be the guy making circles in the crops. And I know that there's a conspiracy from the voices in my head. Elvis lives, that's clear to me It's McCartney who is dead And if the Mars men should come again And take me, I will go I will take a trip on their rocket ship God bless the UFO Give JFK this message It's the Cuban on his fault And I know that Dave Koresh is alive inside a vault We've seen reports in papers of a guy who knows about A car that runs on chewing gum But the Arabs rubbed him out (laughs) We loudly warn that America is badly unprepared With the Cold War through, we need something new That can get you good and scare you wonder just warning you of conspiracies today. We're the ones who fill the rumor mill. We are the CIA.
3: I made love to an alien near Roswell last night. We strolled along together was it right? I made love to name last
0: night. When you gripped my hand, I was feeling mighty fine.
2: Terry James is our guest of this hour www.raptorready.com. He's the author of the Nephilim uh, Imperatives and Terry, why did you uh, what was your inspiration to write this book?
3: I think that um, I do believe that this is one area of Bible prophecy that has Mm -hmm. been neglected by Bible prophecy people by scholars and by broadcasters by teachers by writers and uh, I think that uh, this is one area that needs to be dealt with the thing the spiritual activity that uh, I believe the Bible predicts will uh, be uh, prevalent at the end of the age which I believe we're bumping up against so I wanted to address it and I wanted to do it in a way that would perhaps tell the story uh, through fiction, and that's why I chose to do it that way. So it's just addressing a topic I think that needs addressing, and that is that mm-hmm. um, that Jesus said and he gave a specific prophecy, as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be in the day when he returns, and I think we're beginning to see the manifestation of some of that uh, demonic spiritual activity, and that's best based upon Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, by the Apostle Paul, who said, we struggle not against... Flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So that was the, the, the sort of the nucleus or matrix out of which the fiction grew.
2: I see. Um, now, this novel is almost written, in part at least, from personal experiences. Uh, what of your personal experiences have you woven into this story?
3: Well, it's the part of my being in the Air Force in 1967, seeing the president come into to uh, Randolph Air Force Base uh, at least every other weekend, Johnson, President Johnson, um, and uh, to fly to Bergstrom uh, Air Force Base in a smaller jet to go to LBJ Ranch, mm-hmm. and uh, I just use that as sort of a, a you know, a nucleus for, uh, for the UFO stuff, a, a pilot in a training. Uh, uh, Instructor pilot there, T 38s, a, a high performance jet uh, training. And I kind of built it from there, kind of beginning there, with this uh, pilot having experiences with UFOs and different things in different uh, um, uh, flight conflicts that he fought in. So my, my experience would base basically just a kind of a geographical thing there.
2: What did, would you like readers to get out of your book? What's the message you're trying to get across?
3: Well, the number one message I try to get in, across in all my work is that uh, Jesus Christ is um, the Savior of the world. He came to earth to die for the sins of man, and anyone who accepts Christ for salvation will um, spend eternity in heaven with God the Father. And uh, because what the Bible teaches. That's the basic gospel message. So everything I do is geared around that.
2: Okay, now I'd... Uh... Do you believe in other strange phenomenon like ghostly hauntings, stigmata reports, apparitions?
3: Well, I believe they're happening. Uh, I, I don't know what percentage of them are real, what percentage of them are demonically inspired, what what percentage are, um, uh, you know, uh, just plain Coopsville. I don't know. But I do believe there's some basis to these things. Uh, I think there are some, uh, some uh, not hauntings. I don't believe there are any hauntings because I believe... The Bible teaches that uh, it's pointed on a man wants to die, and after death, the judgment. So I don't believe souls come back to haunt, but I do believe that um, demon- demons, demonic activity, can delude people into thinking they're being haunted.
2: Would you do you believe that people see uh, apparitions of those that, who they have loved in this in this uh, in this dimension after they pass?
3: I, I believe that they are deluded. Some people may be deluded into thinking that. They won't be their true uh, lost loved ones, but I believe that uh, Satan and his minions can cause people to deludedly believe that. I believe they have the power to do that in some cases, Yeah, and I believe they have done that in some cases, but I, I don't think it's maybe as, as prolific uh, uh, as, as maybe some, someone would like to have it, but, but I do believe it has happened.
2: I find that strange since you believe in UFOs or interdimensional travel, and yet when it comes to other phenomenon like ghosts, who statistically have shown over the years that more people believe in ghosts than in UFOs. And
3: I, I understand that, but I don't. <laughs> the difference between between beliefs, I mean... Uh, the Bible, what the Bible says. It says that the dead did not come back to life.
2: Then and how come Jesus came back to life after he was crucified?
3: I'm sorry, what?
2: Then if the Bible says the dead don't come back to life, how can, how do you explain the resurrection?
3: Jesus did not come back to life as a ghost. He came back resurrected in full bodily form.
2: But he came and, back um, from the dead.
3: That was, that was Christ. He's God.
2: So if we're made in God's image, why can't we do that?
3: We can, but we can't do it until it's God's time to resurrect the dead. That hasn't happened yet. It seems to be Except a bit in of... a couple of cases, and it was to prove Jesus' deity when he raised Lazarus, for example. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, so uh, I, I guess what you're trying to say is that the people who are claiming that they're seeing ghosts are actually partaking in a demonic experience? Yes. Yes interesting okay um, let me see uh, your biography mentions the jaws program the computer software technology that assists you in your work can you tell us about that
3: yes um, as I said I'm, I've been blind since um, uh, 1993 due to a retinal degeneration a degenerative disease called, called resonitis pigmentosa mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> Uh, I used to, to dictate my manuscript and so forth on standard cassettes and then have uh, my editor would, would uh, you know type them out, transcribe them, and then we would edit them by phone. Uh, but I went to um, a state program, actually, to uh, show the JAWS program, which is a computer uh, program that uh, it will play the synthesized voice, it will play back every keystroke you put in, whether it's a, a word, a, a sentence, a paragraph, or an entire document. And it becomes kind of second nature to you, like um, uh, riding that proverbial bicycle. It's just something that you just pick up and it, uh, you, the ear picks it up and, and uh, it becomes almost like a second sight to you. And uh, so it's, it's uh, increased our, our production as far as uh, uh, work, uh, writing work is concerned by, you know, a thousand percent or so because it's, uh, it takes out all those other steps. I can just type everything in and then send it by computer to my editor, who, who then can put it into finished form. And so it's a greatly, it's a really great uh, instrument. I, I would recommend anybody in your audience who might be blind and, uh, and want to uh, find a really good word system to use uh, with computer, this is excellent. JAWS, Jobs Accessible Word System, the acronym, of course, uh, JAWS, J-A-W-S.
2: That's a fancy, uh, that's a fascinating system. Uh, tell tell me, Terry, how long did it take you to write your book?
3: This last book, yes, uh, about six months. This one uh, and my previous one, the Rapture Dialogs, which is the, the first book of the series. I plan I took about probably about eight months to write that one. About six months to write
2: the second one. Now the uh, Nephilim uh, Imperatives ends in a way which could be considered a cliffhanger that begs for a sequel. Are, are you planning other novels?
3: Yes, I plan at least one more of uh, the series, uh, maybe two, but at least one more. But I'm going to have to get some nonfiction writing out of the way first before I can start that.
2: What do you think will happen in the, at the final day? What do you what do you what does your belief tell you will happen on
3: the on the final day? I mean, meaning what? Final day of what? Uh,
2: the final day of this Earth as we know it.
3: As we know it right now, the earth, this Earth age. Well, I believe in in, uh, dispensational dispensational belief that God has dealt with man in various dispensations. For example, uh, the the, uh, Adamic age, uh, and then uh, after the flood, and then the the Noahic age, and then the Abrahamic age. In other words, he's dealt down through the years with different ages uh, of mankind. And uh, we're right now, I believe, in the church age. That's the age uh, between the time the church was born. Mm-hmm. Pentecost in chapter Two of Acts, uh, the Church of Jesus Christ, the Church He said he would found the Christian Church. Uh, <clears throat> so we're in that' we're, we've been in that for two thousand years, just about. Uh, so uh, at the end of this uh, particular age, I believe the, re- the Bible teaches in second Thessalon- uh, Thessalonians first Thessalonians first Corinthians, a rapture of the Church, a sudden snatching up of believers into heaven. Um, and that's what's going to happen. Uh, that ends the church age. The mm-hmm. church will be gone, all, all born-again believers. And then we'll begin the next uh, the next stage, which will be the age of tribulation, or the Catholics would have it, the, of the apocalypse. And most of that is covered in the book of Revelation. And that will be a seven-year period uh, where uh, Jesus said it would be a time such as it was not since the beginning of the time to that time that he was telling it, or it would ever be again, it would be such a horrible time of God's judgment. And so that'll run for seven years. <clears throat> and that's, that's, that's initiated not by the rapture of the church, but by the signing of a peace covenant between Israel and its enemy neighbors. And, and it'll involve the whole world, as a matter of fact, that this peace treaty will. And this peace covenant, the Antichrist will sign this peace covenant. And that's what sets in motion the tribulation in the last seven years uh, of human history. And then at the last day of um, that seven years period, will Christ will return? It says in Revelation chapter nine, verse eleven, at Armageddon. Just as mankind is about to destroy himself, uh, Christ will come back to put an end to this camp- war campaign called Armageddon, and He will set up His. Then we begin the millennial age, uh, a thousand years reign of Christ, which is uh, the next dispensation. And uh, then following that, at the very end of that is as uh, uh, all things come to uh, a consummation, mm-hmm. uh, the end is finally reached. God is going to re the Bible says in Revelation, is going to remake the heavens and the earth by, by supernatural fire. All will be re- recreate- recreated, and uh, it will be a new heavens and a new earth.
2: Now, uh, those who uh, those who remain... Um, for example, what will happen to Satan?
3: Satan, uh, following the tribulation, um, he will be he will be loosed. He, he is loose now, and, and it says that um, in First in, uh, Peter five eight that beware the devil, because he goes about uh, stalking like a lion, roaring lion, mm-hmm. seeking whom he may devour. So he's loose on the earth now. That's the reason for for all of the the uh, horror.
2: But Earth's after prime. the uh, after the Apocalypse, uh, what happens to Satan at that okay, time? Okay,
3: Satan, well, yeah, okay, we're going to move right forward to that. Well, he is bound at the end of the Tribulation, the Apocalypse. He is bound by an angel mm-hmm. with, with supernatural chains. He's put in the bottomless pit, it says. He and his minions, all of the minions, there will be no Satan or his fallen angels during that thousand-year reign of Christ that follows the, the Apocalypse. Um, and he will be in a bottomless pit for a thousand years. But at the very end of that thousand years, he will be loosed, the Bible says, from the bottomless pit. Why? I don't know. Yeah. You know, I don't know why he let him loose in the first place. Or I don't know why he'll let him loose in the second place.
2: I, I guess a question that's always um, got me is why hasn't somebody from heaven just taken Lucifer out by now?
3: Because it's just in God's plan. It's just not. Uh, not run its course yet. It's like some drama. I can't explain it. I, mm. uh it's, it's super it's beyond the finite mind to explain. I just accept it because I believe what God's word says. Uh, I agree. I mean that seemed like that would have been the the thing that um, a logical uh, constabulary uh, human constabulary would do would take out the bad guy. yeah, but the fact is he's uh, according to the Bible, he's going to be loosed into the end of that thousand years, and he's going to instantly. Uh, have a follower of literally millions upon millions of people who will then follow him as he leads an attack upon mm-hmm. Jerusalem and where Christ is has his very throne, and uh, then fire from heaven will simply uh, put an end to it to all of these people. And uh, that's what the Bible says. And beyond that, I, I anything I said would be strictly speculation. Uh, just based, just what God's word says. That's what
2: I believe. All right, Terry, stand by. You and I have to take our final break for this hour. Terry James is our special guest, www.raptureready.com. And Terry and I will be back on the other side of this commercial set. Still to come on tonight's show, we have Reddick Harris, who's going to be joining me talking about the exome Book Club. And then in our final hour, Ellen from Premier Psychics will be doing psychic readings for one and all who give us a call at one 528 8255 My name's Rob McConnell. This is the X Zone, and we're coming to you live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, exclusively on Talkstar.
1: Can't touch this. Can't walk.
3: I can walk, but not very far. I can't even stand anymore. And it gave me no freedom. If you or
1: a loved one suffer from limited mobility, we have incredible news. Now you may qualify for your very own new Invacare power chair or scooter at little or no cost to you. Call Mobility Products Unlimited right now to begin your free pre-qualification process. Invacare's powered mobility products are comfortable, stylish, easy to maneuver, and go anywhere. And yes, you can get back out there, too, with Invacare. So pick up the phone and call Mobility Products right now, risk-free. Their friendly specialists handle all the paperwork and make it fast and easy to begin the pre-qualification process for your very own Invacare power chair or scooter. You could get yours within just days. There's no pressure, no obligation, no cost for the call. And your satisfaction is guaranteed. So if you're stuck at home, call 1-800-594-5356
2: right now. Friendly Mobility specialists are standing by.
0: I'm William S. Peckham. If you enjoy a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love my novel, From Out of the Woodwork. It's the story of a young Toronto contractor, Sean Kennedy, who buys derelict homes, guts them, and turns them into multi-family dwellings. Slums just waiting to happen. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, the house fights back. Former owners unexpectedly come out of the woodwork as he starts the destruction. The apparitions come to him when he touches old books, reads hidden letters, rummages through old boxes, finds a locket, or reads a discovered manuscript of a murder mystery. From Out of the Woodwork will take you from 1899 to the horror of the World Trade Center, September 11, 2001. Check out From Out of the Woodwork on my website, www.williamspeckham.com.
2: Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. On tonight's show, uh, Reda Harris is going to be joining me after the news to talk about the Exxon Book Club. And then Ellen will be joining us from Premier Psychics. And their website is www.premierpsychics.com. And this portion of the Exxon is being brought to you by Technon, the, sci- the science of survival. When danger strikes, are you going to be prepared? Visit their website at www.technonllc.com. Terry James is the author of the Nephilim Imperatives. And uh, I-, I guess a lot of... I- I've always wondered that if evil and, and uh, demonic and satanic n- uh, negativity does exist, why is this part of the plan? If, if God has the ability to wipe out evil, if God has the ability to get rid of Satan... If God has the ability to cure the sick, if God has the ability to feed the hungry, if God has the ability to stop wars, why doesn't he?
3: Well, uh, that implies a blame on God. And uh, God, we're told in, God, in the Bible, is is perfect. How can a perfect God create imperfection? Well, he doesn't create imperfection, but there's this thing called the mystery of iniquity that, again, mm-hmm. the, finite, the infinite... Uh, uh, cannot be explained by the finite. I don't know the, the answers to your questions. Uh, that's the reason God's word and people who believe in it is based upon faith.
2: But don't but don't you have the right to ask these questions? And, oh yeah, and, 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 have. and, and know, as, as,
3: we have we have uh, debates about that. We have questions why, but uh, the same the, the same answer. Uh, we don't know. That's what it comes down to. Um, but the fact is, we believe it, and we believe it based upon uh, uh, we think um, uh, the Holy Spirit inspired uh, uh, our inspired inspiration in our spirits to tell us that is true. Now, it's, it's a belief. It's a belief system, just like uh, the evolutionist scientists have uh, have a belief system or anybody else has a belief system, it's a belief system, and we, we that's our part of our faith. And uh, I have a faith, a faith that one day, if God wants to explain, it will be explained. Uh, it seems totally counter to the human experience, but then the human experience is totally fa- flawed since the since
2: But the how can the life. human experience be flawed if humans were made in the image of God? That's if humans are flawed, that means God is flawed. And
3: if well, God think, is flawed, well, that's, not, that's not necessarily true. Why not? This means that your 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 finite mind cannot uh, cannot round, surround the the infinite concept. There's a lot of things that are infinite. We don't know. Uh, the mystery of iniquity that came into the world is one of them. Uh, God created everything perfectly, uh, the Bible says. But uh, this thing called uh, the mystery of iniquity, again, it's just like just like something, how could how could something always have been and always will be? Uh, we don't know. We
2: can't get okay, Thanks very much for joining us, Terry, and for sharing your views on the Nephilim imperatives. I don't know. If man is flawed and we were made in God's image, that means God is flawed. And if God is flawed, what does that mean about the entire concept? I believe. I, I like answers. And so does the rest of the world, and this is why I say we're not sheep anymore. I'll be back on the other side of the commercial break with the news as the Exxon continues right here on Toxter.